Welcome back to episode five, I think, of <laughs> Conversations Podcast. I know as, as we keep going through these, we're going to start getting the episode numbers wrong, so we're going to try and keep on top of them as we go. But the uh, fifth inaugural podcast, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, preaching and communication today. So yeah. some of the best here. I'm with uh, Tim Campbell and Ben Sattler once again, hey, hey. and my name's Mikey. So we'll um, we'll jump straight into it. Um, first question: um, How do you guys? What are your sort of like three steps in preparation for a message on a Sunday? Oh, I guess for me, it's all about getting that seed thought first. For me, it comes from like a, a revelation, a now word, a rema word of what you're reading from scripture and something that illuminates and that you're like, yep, that's that's the topic. That's what I want to speak on. I think for me, that's the first part. It's just getting that seed of the message. And then I really love to be able to then structure the message by putting it, it into points and, and, and things that kind of break down what I'm trying to say. And that really helps me. And then I like to fill it with illustrations and, um, and make sure that the points that are all surrounding that kind of all fit in with the main scriptures that basically back up each of the points. And so that's how I do it. Seed thought, then the structure around it, um, and then being able to then bring it to life with some of the stories and the things that you'd use as well. Nice. Tim? Yeah, I think for me, like, because I'm a worship guy, right? And so I grew up in church life never preaching. I was on the stage to sing and to lead worship. So for me, this is very new. I've done a little bit of talking, preaching here and there and, and doing stuff, but never like at church and everything. So the last couple of years has probably been a learning thing for me um, in how to do um, sermons and how to make a sermon, how to, how to preach a sermon. It's all new for me. But one thing I've always thought about with God is that everything's worship and everything we do in church should point people to God. So whether it's on a song, whether it's someone doing an offering, someone preaching, whatever we're talking about, whatever we're doing about should point to Jesus. And so that's been my thing is like, okay, so I haven't spoken that much, but how do I in what I say make this make sense so people then focus on God? It makes people lift their eyes above their situation and then they magnify God. Mm. So I've taken that into when I lead worship and I also try and take that into when I preach. Is like how can what I'm saying people will look up and see God, not me, not my funny stories, not the cool video I'm going to show, but how can people see God out of this? Yep. And that's, that's what I've taken um, when I kind of put a sermon together. So I start with worship. Before I even put something on my paper, I don't like doing it in the office all I've been at home, and I literally am in my zone. There's no one around me. There's no one distracting me. I put on worship, and I just worship for a while, and mm. I get in God's presence. And I think God gives you thoughts when, he's in your, when, he's, when you're in his presence. So I try and get everything I do in my messages out of God's presence. I don't try and just do it from like, what do I listen to on a podcast? Or what do I, you know, what's a really cool topic at the moment in the world? I don't think about that. I just go, God, what do you want to say? Because yeah. Tim, I'm not that smart. I'm not that funny. I'm not that, you know, type of person I can just get up and make stuff up and everyone be like, oh, that's amazing. So I'm like, I need God. Mm. I need God's thought. And so that's when I, I grabbed that. And then out of that, I've been loving using Logos on my computer. 
and software that kind of brings commentaries and encyclopedias and dictionaries all together. I've been loving using that. It's really kind of opening the scriptures to me when I when I do bring a word and when I study. So I've actually enjoyed the study part of doing a message rather than bringing it. Mm. I've actually enjoyed that more because I'm like, I can, oh my gosh, it's like, that is awesome. But then how do I communicate that um, out of Logos and out of commentaries and reading other people's versions of events and that. So I do that. And then when I structure it, I just try and structure it so like, I'm preaching the word. I'm not preaching a Tim thought. I'm preaching God's word. And so I'm grabbing a point out of the scripture. I'm grabbing a point out of the... And I just try and do that. Um, because people are really good at preaching on themes. I'm not. I can't just go, this is the theme today. And I'm just going to have a cool conversation where... But uh, that's my style. I like backing everything up with scripture. Um, that's just me. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think we had a really good question um, a couple of weeks ago about preaching in different styles in terms of different church denominations and, and different um, styles of preachers and, and communicators. And I thought it was a really good question just bringing that topic up and saying, hey, how come it can be so different from one denomination to yeah, another yeah. or one leader to another and, and we can have a really even different style and say Pentecost, Pentecostalism or as an ACC church, we can be really different in our style to maybe a, a more traditional church. And so I think our communication can be different, um, but I don't think it needs to be necessarily just across denomination lines. I think it's gifting. It's how yeah. people um, present that as well. Like, And, and I, I'm a bit like you, Timmy. Like I, I basically just get normally, if you look at most of my messages, whilst it's filled with illustrations and stories, if you just literally looked at the structure of the message and the way the points have come out, it's literally just a chunk of scripture broken yeah. up into three different things yeah. in chronological order of that scripture. And so I'm usually just literally just preaching straight out of what the scripture says yeah. and then applying a point so yeah. it would be memorable to people yes. and using that scripture to be able to be the main point for that point. Then the next one's the next section of scripture and then that point. Yeah. The next section of scripture, then that point. And just basically trying to make sure that, like what you said, it's not just a nice inspiring thought yeah but it's the word of god Absolutely. it's revelation it's yeah, what yeah. god's speaking to us and i think that to me is the most important part of our preaching that we're preaching a god word we're yeah. preaching revelation it's a fresh word from god Absolutely. for people to be able to hear we can have incredible stories you can have a laugh and have a lot of fun but if it's not speaking the word of god to people yeah. then it's just a, a nice inspirational speech yeah. absolutely and i think when i structure too when a good song and I know I always bring about to worship and songs, but that, I've just grown up like that. So mm. everything I do, I, I see in my lens of music. Yeah. And a really good work of music, like especially classical music, it has movements. So you start strong, then it has a nice reflective piece, and then you finish strong. And I think that's where when you have preaching and someone's just preaching like monotone, it's got no impact. But I think you take people on a journey, and it's the same in our worship. We could, we could like go, rah, and just sing all the crazy <laughs> songs. But then it's got no dynamic. Yeah, we, we we pull it back and then we reflect. And I think that's the same when I when I speak as well. It's like I try and go hard at some stuff and then I try and reflect on other stuff. Go hard and then reflect and take people on that dynamic journey. And because people can't listen to one dynamic for too long, mm. and you say mm. that when they listen to music, you yeah. can't just listen to hardcore for like ten minutes <laughs> without going. Oh, I need a rest. My ears need a rest. Yeah, well, I don't know. Some people either. can. Some people can, but I can't. <laughs> I need a rest. But that's why you take people on the journey and, and be reflective. And so in that, I, that's what I try and do. And whether that's a story or, you know, you have a, a heart moment about something you've gone through and then, you know, you, 
you're having a funny moment again. Like that's what I try and do in mine. Yeah. Um, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm learning that. I love people like Judah Smith in his messages because I feel he's creative, but he has um, like substance behind it. So he can sing like a Walt Disney song. <laughs> and it's like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> and then I'm not taking notes. Like, so I think that's when you preach, some people you're like taking a million notes. It's like, well, oh, this is awesome. Someone like Judah, he's just inspiring me. It's just inspiring my heart and I can just sit there and just listen and be inspired. And so, yeah, I think it's just learning your style. And for me, my style is like I think of it through a music lens, mm. taking people on a journey. Mm. And I think one of my mentors said to me, don't preach for a response. Preach because you've got a word from God to be able to communicate to people. Yeah. And if you're looking for a response, you know, sometimes you can be looking down into the congregation and someone looks like they're not engaging, but they are really taking it in. And then you can have yeah. somebody that is like, yeah, hey man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But they might not even be taking it in. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't judge it even on a response. You've got to judge it on saying, you know what? I've gone to God over this. I'm looking over scripture. I've studied. I've got context. I've got, you know, I'm speaking this. I've looked at commentaries. I'm prepared. I'm speaking what I believe is the word of God yeah. for yeah. now. It's a now word. I'm trusting that I'm being Holy Spirit led with this, even yeah. as I communicate it. I know all of our yeah. preachers, they're submitting it to God, saying, God, guide me today. Direct my yeah. words. That's awesome. And so you've got that trust to be able to do that and just doing it with confidence. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you do a message and you, you might feel good about it, you might feel bad about it. But either way, you're just trying to communicate what God's given you to do. If you're faithful to that, Yep. God's going to get it through through yeah. you and speak to someone. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, That's definitely. So I think so we kind of covered a little bit about what we wanted to talk about first. Um, but so sort of branching off a little bit from the styles of messages and the styles of preaching, um, what sort of style of messages do you guys sort of look up to, I guess, when you're, when you're preparing a, a message or even just, you know, through the past years of when you've been learning about preachers or just going to conferences and whatever? What actually engages you personally about a preacher? Yeah, that's a good question. Good question. I, I think there's lots of. I like to listen to lots of different styles and preachers and and different people. And I think there's a lot you can learn from someone that's that's taking you through deep theology, helping you understand that. There's a lot you can learn from someone that's great at being able to. Um, illustrate really well and take you through that and and good dynamics and i love just the art of preaching and just mm. learning from people and you can learn from all different types of people and styles and i think yeah. that's that's great for me personally i love listening to people that take you on a journey yeah. and be able to illustrate with really good stories i yeah. think jesus is the master story <laughs> illustrator look yeah. at the yeah, parables yeah. which are just stories yeah and, and 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 god being able to illustrate points that way and jesus could have came in out of anyone who had the authority just to come in and yep. give the most high sounding theological truths <laughs> like yeah. direct from heaven just come yeah. down and just i'm going to tell you how it is yeah yeah, yeah. but he chose to speak in stories. He yeah. cho chose to illustrate and speak in parables, speak mm. in the everyday language of, of the people that were there, talk to farmers in a way that farmers would understand. Yeah. He would just illustrate it and speak to them. Uh, but he was also not afraid to speak truth to power either. He, he, he would speak to the Pharisees and yeah. he would speak that truth bluntly and strongly. Mm. But he'd even illustrate when he's speaking to them that bluntly, he'd illustrate in ways that they could understand by using stories too. And so I love that. I love stories and I love illustrations in that way. I think that's a really 
uh, a really great way of being able to communicate. And I follow along better when I'm listening to someone that's taken me on that journey, yeah. giving yeah. an illustration to to point out a scripture or, yeah. or a point and help yeah. me understand it better. I love yeah. how you called it the art of preaching. Um, and I think like you were saying how Jesus, he catered the way that he spoke towards the people he was talking mm. to. You know, the way the way that we just as human beings create and experience mm. and receive from things is not just through, you know, a step-by-step process. Not always. It Like for some things it is useful to have that kind of preaching or that kind of just experience. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, with movies and like you were saying with yeah. music, like yeah. everything has got, you know, there's something to grab your interest and then we'll explain a little bit and maybe yeah. there's a lower moment and then there's something again that sort of really grabs your attention and then that's, you know, it all sort of flows dynamically like we were saying. Like it's not yeah. monotone. Um, yeah, I think like that's kind of just the way we're wired a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. You know? and um, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say on that, uh, and I think you've got to realise with your audience, you're talking to people in a congregation that are on completely different pages in yeah. terms of even their understanding of God, what they know. Like you're talking to the, the plumber that is just new to faith and yeah. then you're you could be telling him the Greek word for this and the meaning for this <laughs> yeah. and that and he's yeah. just like I've just found out who Jesus is you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, died yeah. on a cross for my sins yep. yeah. and then equally you're talking to the university professor who <laughs> yeah. wants to understand the depth of it or a doctor in your congregation who really wants to understand what that means and how sanctification applies to their life or something <laughs> like that and yeah. so at the same time, you're trying to communicate. And that's why I think illustrations and stories, they cut across all of that because yeah. they're teaching hard truths in a way that it can come across simply to the everyday person from the well-educated to the less educated, from yeah. the person of faith for many, many years to the person that's new to faith. A story is a link to all of that. And mm. that's why I think Jesus used parables and stories so well when he just could have come in yeah. and really spoke at a high level all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He really, he, he made preaching about connecting. Yeah. And awesome. I think that's always important. Definitely. Yeah. I think for me, like <clears throat> in the media, like I do some work in the media and, and when you look at movies and, and, and songwriting, it's got, it's got to have a human interaction. Mm. Right. And I think that's why when you watch a movie, right, and you see people upset, and you see a family, like a kid crying, or you see someone when they die, and it's like really sad, and you see the family, you feel that emotion. It might be actors on the screen, you might be watching it, it might not be anything to do with you, but you have that human interaction. Mm-hmm. And so when I come to preaching in journalism, and when we film for the media, there's the three things they call who, what, and why. And I think that's when I preach too. I'm like, who am I preaching to? What am I preaching? And why am I doing this? Mm. And so if you take those three things, you gather them the human interaction. And if people feel like they're interacting and they can actually relate and go, oh, wow, that makes me want to change. Yes, or whatever, whatever you're trying to say, as long as the who, what, why is being said, you'll have that interaction. And I love that because when when I plan, I'm like, am I just wafting on a topic here? Is this just (laughs) Tim's ideas that everyone's going to go to sleep with? Or has it got interaction? Mm. And that's why when I listen to Judah Smith or someone like that, he's got interaction the whole time. Mm. Whether it's a story, whether it's a passage of scripture, whether he's singing a song, like Stephen Furtick's <laughs> the same. They've just carried that interaction. Yeah. And you could, they could preach for two hours and you'd sit there and listen to them. Mm. And that's why when you should go, watch a good movie, you're not going, oh, it was three hours long. You're just into it. Yeah. And you love it. You watch a movie that's boring for like two hours, you're like, turn it off. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't have that interaction. Yeah. I think in preaching, that's where interaction is so important. Yeah. If you're just sitting there doing a, like a university lecture mm. and you're just giving a thought and there's no interaction, 
that's boring. Yeah. And I think as preachers, we don't want to be boring. We want to have that interaction with mm. people. So, yeah, that's what I try and take into it Yeah, yeah. Um, in when I preach. Yeah. yeah, and you want people to receive what you're saying. You know, I think that they say it's, it's possibly a depressing thought for a preacher, but at best people remember 5% of what you've yeah. spoken. <laughs> yeah. And so you put your heart into it and, and you want to give the best chance for it to be memorable for people. Yeah. When they're waking up on Monday morning or Tuesday – so that they can recall it and, and they can understand what you were saying and they can apply it to their week. And, yeah. you know, I love those thoughts of the different ways you look at it, Timmy. And yeah. I, some of the ways I look at it is is even thinking about through the the lens of the temperaments that we have, yeah. you know, which are thinker, feeler, doer. I think about a message and, oh, okay, how am I helping the thinker connect with this? Giving them something that they can yeah. really process and think yeah. about. How am I helping the feeler to be able to feel this message? Like, so I'm going to give... You know, I'm going to have highs and lows. And I'm going to speak. And I'm going to be honest about, you know, things that I'm struggling with and, and help them connect with me in, in, in this message. And then yeah. the doer, what am I going to give them that they can take away and do for yeah, this yeah. message? Yeah. And, and really be able to think about, okay, the message, the word of God is powerful. Yeah. Now I've just got a responsibility to make sure that that's as clear as possible to the yeah. people that are hearing it. And I want every type of person to be able to receive from this message today, not just people that are like me, yeah. The people that are different to me yeah, as good, well. Benny. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I like, but we've all sort of kind of touched on a little bit of the relatability and like bringing, I think you said bringing that human aspect and, you know, sort of opening mm. yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I remember in college we talked a lot about um, the fact that your your greatest message could or even is usually your testimony. Yeah, yeah, it's and true. I think the reason that is is because it's personal. Yes, it's you being open with someone, and it's you being willing to share that you've been through this, and God moved through it because yeah. of this. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I think um, you know some people might say I, I could never preach. You know, I'd never um, I couldn't I can't put my words together. I don't have cool stories like that. But like if you're saved, and if God saved you, and you've got something that you came through that is your own testimony, I think that's the yeah. greatest message. that you can ever preach that will be the most relatable to any person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Any thoughts on that? I think, yeah, people are inspired by your successes and the victories that you have, but I think they connect with you through your failures. Yeah. And if you get up every week and tell people how good you are and what you've done, <laughs> yeah. eventually it'll make people feel like, well, I'm just not that good. Yeah, 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 exactly. I can't do that. You know? yeah. And so maybe I, this Christian, Christianity thing and living in victory and doing that, uh, why am I failing so much? I, I can't do it. I can't live up to the standard of this yeah. incredible pastor or leader or preacher that's up here telling me yeah. all the great things that they're doing and seeing God do in their life. And, and that may be true and that's fantastic. We celebrate with them, but... I think we've got a responsibility to tell people our failures yeah. where we've got it wrong. It's a bit like a social media highlight reel. You know, it's 99% of it is fake. We're just showing everybody what is good in our life, but we're not showing the other percent of our life that is basically showing our failures yeah. and things. That, and I think preaching is like that as well. And, and being able to show people when we get it wrong, we mess up, when we fear, when we have problems, when we go through grief or things that are, are painful or we talk about anxiety or fear and we don't talk about it as a theory but we talk about it as something we've personally gone through. Yeah, yeah. I think people are sitting in the congregation going, yeah, I felt like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me before. Yep. But yeah. they trusted God. And I think that's why the Psalms are so powerful. Look yeah. at David. He just pours out his heart 
But he says, oh, but my trust is in God. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what preaching does. It's, it's, it's helping everybody understand, you know, through the good, the bad seasons, all yeah. of that. And inspirational stories, so good. I love that. But so is being honest about your weaknesses and your failures as well. Yeah. And I think people go, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, but by the grace of God, go, go I, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's so true. I think too with preaching, um, just be, be, be yourself. And I, like the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, just be you. You can't be somebody else. Yeah. Mm. So there's so many different types of preachers and people out there and everything. And obviously you don't do something stupid <laughs> when you're on the platform or say something that's inappropriate. But it's more <laughs> just being about you and just mm. being being like what you said about your testimony, bringing stories and bringing something that's you. Mm. You don't have to be someone you're not. People can tell when there's a bit of imitation going on. There's something like, oh, it doesn't sound like it's them. But when you talk to someone off a platform, talk to someone on the platform, it should be the same person. Mm. And that's what I like. I think when I get up, I'm not trying to put on Pastor Tim. Like That's who I am. Yeah. And mm. I think that's so important that we all have that as preachers and communicators. We just be real yeah. and be who we are. God's made you, you, no one else. So you're not Brian Houston. You're not <laughs> Judah Smith. You're you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Tim Campbell. I'm the only one. Yeah. And that's unique and that God God made me. So that just be me. Yeah. And just be you. That's good. Um, and kind of on to our final thought, which has been a bit of a theme already, but let's talk a little bit about communication um, and doing that through conflict and sort of how that works with your preaching style and also just your sort of your personal style, like think or do a feeler. Like um, how do you effectively use those things in communication? Yeah, I mean, I guess separating those things a bit, I, I think if you're a preacher, you shouldn't use the platform to be addressing yeah, <laughs> like yeah, conflict yeah. or anything like that and be like, oh, yeah, this person has really annoyed me, so I'm going to preach on that next week. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's never a good way to deal with it. I think conflict is the best to deal one-on-one with someone. Yes. Yeah. Um, for me personally, in my style, I like to address conflict as soon as I can. I don't like to let it linger and stay there. Now, in saying that, I don't love conflict. I don't enjoy conflict. Uh, I think people that do love and enjoy conflict maybe should see a counsellor. <laughs> I was going to say, who does? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that is always um, something that we should always be looking forward to, but it is something we have to learn to do, and it's part of communicating. It's part yeah. of leadership. It's part of helping get clarity on things is actually doing that. And I, I think going into communication and, and seeking to understand, seeking to listen, mm. seeking to convey how you feel mm. and speaking that to people, I think that is really important in getting resolution. And unfortunately, yeah. over the years in the church, big letter C around the world, sometimes Christians haven't been the best at conflict. Yeah, could say one thing but really mean another can not say something but then talk to somebody else about it and it can create division and this beautiful church that's meant to be unified around the globe, you know, we've seen it time and time again. People can, because of lack of communication, because of lack of dealing with conflict correctly, you can see a lot of breakdown, a lot of people hurt, relationships that are damaged. And so I do think communication, going to a person directly, talking to them, having that conversation one-on-one, doing your best to resolve it and, and, and have a win for both parties and not just being like, hey, I'm the winner out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think just knowing how you react in conflict is the best thing you can do. 
mm. um, in any situation, like even if it's in your workplace or with your family or anything, like if you don't know how you're responding, um, like it's just going to be a downhill spiral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you can't see your blind spots um, and then that obviously that takes going to seek that out, you know, mm. yeah. having good friends around you and having people around you that you can go, Hey, did I do all right with that? Or yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. is that kind of, should I work on that? You know? <laughs> yeah, um, so true. How do you respond to conflict, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to me, I kind of, I sit and think about it a lot. So if there's conflict and if someone's coming to me with an issue or something, say in church, I'll go, okay, um, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> and let me just sort of think about how that process should have worked out, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of the one that'll be like, I need a lot of time to process and just work on it on my in my own time i'm i'm not the biggest instant problem solver because i like to analyze a lot yeah and sure. if you if you're analyzing everything you just sometimes you just find more and more problems <laughs> so it's a little bit of a downward spiral as well but um but at the end of the day i think if there's just time and if you know you're willing to talk to it talk to whoever it is about it for long enough that's what would get me across the line, I guess, mm. to feel like I've resolved a conflict mm. and have just a lot of communication being like, okay, this is what you thought, this yeah. is what I thought, yeah. and then I said this and you thought I said this, but I actually meant this, you know. Yeah. Analyzing all of that and taking the time to break it all down is what helps me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? I, I think that my natural inclination, and this is I'm trying to learn and grow in this, is I'm up for the fight. You know, you've come at me uh, with something and almost like I'm ready to respond. Like uh, some people need time, like you've kind of said there, Mikey, to process. Um, I feel like I'm ready if you come at me enough and you get my emotions. So I have to try and learn to... um, you know, not, not that I'm I'm crazy or anything like that. I'm like, ah, I'm coming at you. But I, I, I just, I'm like, oh, I, so I've got to say, you know, no, I'm going to try and listen here. Yeah. Because I could be very much, very quick to respond and give the reason why to win the argument, to do that. But it's actually not about winning. No. It's actually about winning the person, listening, learning, growing. And yeah, there might not be much that I need to take out of it, but there might be too. Yeah. Because I've got blind spots and I'm doing things wrong too. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to learn. And so I guess I'm trying to to use my ears <laughs> rather than to use my mouth initially when conflict happens mm. so that I can hear it, receive it, learn from it. Because yeah. usually what happens is I could go back and forth and I usually learn in conflict by having the conversation and so i'm learning i'm growing as it's happening i'm like a um, external processor and so like the in the tussle i'm like yeah i'm learning yeah i I do get that wrong Mm. yeah but sometimes i've got some i just need people to come with me on that conversation and be willing to hear oh well i disagree because of that but then like i can hear it back and so Yeah, yeah yeah i think I'm probably a little bit like that, but I learn as people actually do have those conversations with me and I, and I genuinely will take it away and, and apply it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm initially going to agree. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a bit like Benny. I, I can just fire. Like if someone comes at me, I'll go. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to be, ca- be careful because um, I was like that in school. Like if I was up for a fight. So if someone attacked me or bullied me or something i'm ready to go like i'm not gonna <laughs> just sit back and 
and just take it. So I've learned through God <laughs> to control that and to do better at that. And I think it's, for me, like come, becoming serious now, but I think it's about discernment too. I, I've been finding more and more that God helps you um, with mm. conflict. He really does as a leader. Um, there's times when people really need a firm talking to. There's times <laughs> when they're way out of line. Mm. Um, yeah. And discerning on when to do that, not doing it with everyone, because you might do that with someone else and it completely destroys them. Yeah. Um, but there are times when someone do, does need to be firm spoken to and said, "No, that's not a, that's not a, that's not who we are. That's not what we do here." And yeah. there's other times when you're walking someone through a journey, not having that hard conversation. You just yeah. walk them through the journey. So I think discernment as a leader is a big thing. And like we've probably talked about before, but taking the emotion out of it, mm. just trying to just see clearly. For me, that's a big thing. When I'm when I'm fiery, I'm not seeing clearly. Yeah. So I try and just take the emotion out of it. Try and step back, see clearly, and then trying to deal with it. Yep. I'm not perfect at it. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> no. learning because my natural thing is to fight. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick up and I'll fight, but it doesn't, it doesn't always end well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us are, you know, perfect at it. And figuring that out is a, you know, it's just whatever we all have to go through. And know? by the way, when I'm talking about fighting, I'm not talking about swinging, <laughs> like physical fighting. Nah, 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 Words. <laughs> careful around Camby at church. <laughs> I think there's a way to approach it as well when you've yeah. got conflict and and, and and a time and a place and a way to bring up conflict and yeah and, and sometimes people just come at you so hard yeah. from nowhere yeah and they've might have thought about that for three weeks yeah. and you've heard it for the first time yeah. and it's just so full on. And so there is, there can be that nat- natural inclination, but oh, well, I'm going to defend myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you, you're trying to see where they're coming from, and I think you've also got a responsibility as the one bringing the conflict yeah. or bringing, trying to bring a resolution to come the right way into yeah, the conversation exactly, yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think just going off the back of that, you know, um, are there any sort of resources or like courses or any sort of things you guys have done to? actually help you figure out how you do that sort of stuff you like i know we do like abide in life um and we do all the sort of personality stuff mm, yeah. um how has that sort of helped you and where can you find that sort of stuff yeah i mean i think definitely that training in like just knowing people's temperaments mm. personalities and, and even thinking about that as you're going and the truth is you can read all of the textbooks, but I think good leaders read people mm. and, and can read situations and uh, have that Holy Spirit discernment and understanding to go, okay, well, what's going on here? It might not look like a textbook, but it's it's playing out in front of you right now mm. <laughs> and you've got to try and read it. And so, I, I mean, I, I think the basics, things like praying before that meeting, Things like reading the Word of God and allowing wisdom, praying yeah. for wisdom. Yes, praying. I often pray, going to me, God, give me the words to speak here. Holy Spirit, help me. I think those things are really important. And yeah, get training on your temperaments and understanding that. You know, have a biblical mindset of conflict resolution as well on how to yeah. do that, uh, and be clear on those things. Uh, get uh, wise counsel when you need to, when you're going to have a hard conversation and mm. someone to help you with that. But ultimately, in it, you've got to, got to be Holy Spirit-led. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man, totally. I think that's the thing for me is like, um, it's like God leading you and guiding you too. There's plenty of resources out there. What's helped me is know my temperament. How do I respond? Because yep. I think that's the biggest thing. You can only control you. Mm. You can, can't control someone else. So I don't know how other people are wired. Um, we do with some people and a lot of our leaders we know. But if someone comes to me off the street, I don't have a clue how they're wired. <laughs> and they could come attacking here or attacking whatever. Um, I know how I'm wired and I know what 
I, what my weaknesses are. So for me, in, um, when I do conflict, I'm like, I've got to learn how to control me. Mm. And mm. I think that's the big thing because if you can control you, you get to a good resolution um, in it. So, yeah, that's what I've tried to learn. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Cool. Well, a few great thoughts there. I think um, hopefully that's been a little bit helpful of talking about how we do preaching and then on the other side talking about just general communication. But, um, yeah, a bit of a longer one today. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. We kind of... They're going to get longer and longer, I feel like. We're, get, <laughs> we're going to get better at doing podcasts and it's yeah. going to be like, oh, we've just done We're going to need a countdown time. Like yeah. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be like a stop button or something too long. I'm looking forward us to get off. I'm looking forward to when you unpack the Trinity. That's going to be a long one, Mike. <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> no. Yeah, that'll be a long one of me not knowing what to talk about. <laughs> anyway, well, um, thanks for listening today on the uh, Conversations podcast. Um, if you want to check us out, we are on, you can find us on City Church Australia on uh, Spotify or on our City Church website as well. And feel free to add this podcast to your, uh, your, your playlists and your library and everything so you get a notification every time it comes up. And we will be back next time. Um, hope you enjoyed today and we'll uh, see you then. Bye.